seated. Now at this time we come to another part of the sermon that we started two weeks ago actually in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4. We'll be, I'll be rereading verses 1 through 9. So, turn to it and uh, listen to the word of God. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Yodius and beseech Sintike that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, sorry, are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Let's pray again. Father, we ask for enlightenment of your Holy Spirit, myself, and also, Lord, to your people, to those who are hearing your word, and that, Lord, we may hear profitably because we have mixed your word with faith. Thank you, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Love, joy, and peace of Christ-likeness. What I mean by that is that by having these qualities, these fruits, if you will, which are in the Word of God, such as in our passage, we emulate or imitate our Lord Jesus Christ. And we do so to the encouragement of others, God's people and those whom the Lord has yet to bring into his kingdom and the will of the Lord. Now the book's main theme, that is the book of Philippians, is that of pursuing Christ-likeness. And in 320, I'm sorry, 312, I read, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And then going to verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what he means by apprehend, the Apostle Paul is to lay hold of Christ, even as Christ has laid hold of him. 
savingly. And to do it in a manner that's described as running a race, pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, like in the Olympics when, when those who have trained all those years, those who have dedicated their lives in a large part towards winning that medal, that, I believe it's a medal, <laughs> I think it's still a medal, um, for themselves. Is it any different in the Christian life, in the race of the Christian life? In another place in Hebrews 6, 18 and 19, Hebrews 6, 18 and 19, it says that, by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. There it is again. Lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. And that hope is Jesus Christ. That anchor ultimately is Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, the Lord is actually holding you and me and keeping us from going adrift in the sea of this world. So has Christ laid hold of you? Do you know that Christ has laid hold of you unto salvation? That's the first and most important question. And that's the one you need to focus on. But assuming he has, for the majority of, of, of you and, and I, I ask this, if so, how are you... How are you doing so far as laying hold of Jesus in your life? Because isn't that what Paul said is the goal? And we talked about first by laying hold of Jesus' love. In, verse, in the first verse, Therefore my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. He has so many of these accolades of endearment for the saints and why because he is using his own example of loving this church that he was used by God to start in a town called Philippi in order to teach God's people even they themselves and not only them but but us as well how we are to love our brother and sister in the Lord and by doing so we love God because how can we say we love him who we cannot see when we do not love those we can see who are made in his image. And secondly, by laying hold of Jesus' joy, in verse 4, rejoice in whom? In the Lord. Always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoicing with your brothers and sisters in the Lord, such as when we worship together, and especially when we praise God and glorify God and give our testimony of thanks for what God has done, such as some of us did at the park yesterday, for example, at the graduation ceremony of kindergarten. <laughs> we rejoice in the Lord. For what the Lord our God has done in saving us and making us his own and making us part of his church as members with Christ the head and members to one another. Now we come to the third and last way in which we lay hold of Jesus, and that is by laying hold of his peace. There are two pieces, if you will, uh, to true and lasting peace. Those are two different words. I hope you got, you got it. Uh, first, the peace of God, verse 7. Turning back to Philippians 
4. Verse 7 is the peace of God. That's the first piece. And then the second piece is in verse 9. And that is the God of peace. That is God himself. So there are the two that we have to lay hold of, or that we are to lay off in the course of our doing what the scriptures tell us. The peace of God, or God's peace, in verse 6 and 7. Be careful or full of care for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. That's a commandment. And here is the promise. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be careful. The words be careful can mean having a genuine care or concern for others. For example, in Philippians 2.20, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, except for Timothy is the context. Timothy's care in the place of Paul's while he languishes in prison means a lot. It means everything in terms of the word coming to them, going to them. But to become overly concerned, in other words, beyond this genuine care and concern that we are all to exhibit one toward another, and especially those who bring the word to those who are in need of the word, to, to become overly concerned to the extent that you worry and fret and stop trusting the Lord, that's an entirely different matter, my friends. And that could easily happen when you are not committed or not committing everything to God in prayer. Yes, everything. In Psalm 37, 5, in Psalm 37, 5, it says what? <clears throat> Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Is that how you live your life? Is that how you walk that is by faith? Or do you still walk by sight? You still walk looking for yourself, the things that you desire and need in this present life. Do you do that? Do you commit your way to the Lord? Or to use another one in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, what is that? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Do you see how important it is and necessary it is to pray? To have a mindset of prayer and to actually do it. There's another scripture that comes to my mind. In everything, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And that means after God has answered only? No. Even when he hasn't yet answered, in everything, remember to give thanks as well. The fact that you can go to God, that you have access to God, 
The fact that you know that he will hear you and more than that, he will answer you should give you every assurance that prayer is what you should be doing. And I, or in me. In Luke 12, 22 and 23, look at Luke 12, 22 and 23. Something very important here to consider. Because it's true. And he, that is our Lord Jesus Christ, said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. That's another way of saying, don't be full of care. In other words, don't let your thoughts just multiply to the point that it discombobulates your life, you know? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? You know, you're just so consumed in your mind, and it doesn't change a thing except you. And not for the better, but for the worse. What you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. That pretty much summarizes our basic needs, wouldn't you say? Food and clothing. Not even shelter. In the Bible, it doesn't even mention shelter, where it talks about this subject of walking by faith. And yet the Lord provides that for us as well and many, many, many other things that he knows that we have need of. 23. The life is more than meat or food and the body is more than raiment or clothing. Think about that. Life is more than those things, as important as those things are. And they are very important. And when you see people that are in need of those things, like on the way to church, Immediately what comes to mind is this, this person needs help. This person needs food. This person needs clothing. Sometimes they're, they're naked. This, these people need shelter, see? So, so it is important. But Jesus knows your every need, you see? And not only Jesus, if you read on in verse 30, your father... For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. He knows. He knows before we who are fathers know, or grandfathers. He knows because He is our Heavenly Father. And if you are a child of God, your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things that we all have need of. And is the one who provides for them all. After all, he gave us this life. And then he gives us a promise. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by or through Christ Jesus. So there it is. There it is. He's assuring us. And you know, God is not like man who's, who, who's a liar. God is not a liar. And so you know he's going to keep his word. And so, verse 31, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. The kingdom of God. And guess who provides that? The Lord. He says in 32, Fear not, little flock, 
He calls us his little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So being anxious and full of cares doesn't accomplish a thing, but moreover, it doesn't give glory to God. It doesn't exalt Him as the God who He truly is in all of His wonderful perfections and, and glorious works. And it doesn't even give glory to you and I who don't believe or who doubt. Ever notice this, that when God does come through for us, and provides for a specific need that comes along. And it might be a very, very big need, or maybe nothing, not something quite so big. You know, when you stub your toe, you don't think, ah, oh, that's no big thing. That's not like a, a heart that's in need of a stint, you know. <laughs> I'm talking about real situations right now. But, oh, yes, it is. And especially if you have to have surgery in that little toe. I mean, that could be just as, as significant to you, because it's your toe. <laughs> Even as it is that brother's heart that I even prayed for earlier, Pastor Vern uh, Palmer. So God comes through, and that's what he's all about. And all of a sudden, you know, when he comes through, you feel so small, you know. And then, the, and then you, hear, you recall the words of the Lord when he says to his disciples, O ye of little faith. And you wish that you didn't doubt God. Well, the Lord is merciful, and you get another another crack at it, as it were. Uh, let me let us look at another example in Luke 10, 38 through 42, shall we? Luke 10, 38 through 42. So jump back a couple chapters to Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. And Mary, your sister, hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Do you see how the Lord handled this situation? It takes wisdom. Not every situation is the same. But there are basic things about every situation that is the same. The, principle, the principles of God's word are like the law of gravity. What goes up must come down, right? It doesn't pay to worry or fret when you can pray at Jesus' feet, which I'm sure they did, besides having a Bible study, which they had, which is at the throne of grace, the Bible says. In fact, doesn't it say in the Bible that we are to boldly come to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Or our verse, be careful for nothing because it is for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Let them be known unto God. Speak them. 
Speak the word upon your heart or your words upon your mind and heart to the Lord. Give those concerns to God so that you don't have a panic disorder, right? Or anxiety. Uh, worship become a worry word. You know, a worry word, that's an, an old term we use. Maybe some of you kids don't know what worry word means. But as a kid, if you handled frogs like I, I do, and lizards, by the way. In fact, I, 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 I was taking care of a lizard in my yard that made its way into a bucket it couldn't come out of. And then I, I, I saw it was still alive. I breathed on it. And it was still moving, but it was... Anyway, I saved the lizard. <laughs> but I made sure to pray for him. And sure enough... When I had turned that bucket over outside of the shed where he was stuck inside this, uh, this pail, and I came back, lo and behold, he was gone. <laughs> anyway, I, I've handled uh, such things, you know, and when you handle frogs, you, 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 you can get what are called warts. Have you ever got a wart before from a frog? You know, the only way to get it off, I try cutting it off one time, ah, it doesn't work, it keeps growing. <laughs> You got to go to the doctor, and then he puts this, this medicine on it and burns it off. You see? Our great physician, Jesus, knows how to get rid of worry warts. He burns them off, right? It says in the Bible, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receives. And then he says later on, Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyful but grievous, or joyous but grievous. Meaning it's not pleasant. It never is. Not for, not ever. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them who are exercised thereby. There's always a good end to every trial. Yes, every trial. That's what the Bible says. Are you going to believe it or not? You either can determine as of today that you're going to believe that every promise in God's word is yours. Every jot and tittle and line of, of every promise verse is yours. Or not. Take it or leave it. As I said, chasing is never a, a pleasant experience. It's just like getting spanked as a kid. <laughs> and I shared this with you about how I burned down part of my uh, grandfather's rice field and I got a good licking, let me tell you. <laughs> and I saw how, how very adept they are in these countries to overcoming these disasters. I mean, no sooner that that happened when I was experimenting with firecrackers, right? I never did a firecracker. And I just threw so many of them and then I walked away and, oh, there's a fire. Well, everyone ran to their houses and got buckets out and they formed a, 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 a fire line and they went from my, the well, which was right next to my grandfather's house and, and, and got the water out of that and passed it on until they put the fire out. Whoa, what a lesson that was. <laughs> and chastening. <laughs> Never a pleasant experience, but there's a good outcome and not just that the fire was put out, but that I learned not to do it again. <laughs> but if you and I um, don't look at this properly. Uh, we may become forlorn and, and, and might ask, well, Lord, how long is that nevertheless afterward going to take? You know, it seems like I've been in this for so long. I've been in this situation for so long. I've struggled for so long with this problem, with this 
challenge in my life, whatever that may be, whatever sin that may be or mindset that is continuing to keep me in the dumps, which is where the devil wants me to stay, by the way. Down in the dumps, I will not go. That's where the devil keeps me low. I keep saying that, but here I am, and here I keep going. What is my hope? What is my hope? Let me say first this. Each time you are exercised thereby, a good rule of thumb should be the shorter the better. The shorter the better. In other words, you want to do what it takes to minimize that time. It's like people who, who know they're, they're going to get spanked like kids, right? And, and what do they do? They clean up their mess and they do whatever they're supposed to do, which they should have done in the first place. And then by the time dad or mom show, show up, it's, it's, it's done, right? Instead of, like myself, you know, getting a licking. So that's the rule of thumb. The shorter, the better. Have you heard that before? And in this case, a shorter workout being exercised thereby is better than a longer one. So that means to be a fast learner. Now, in application, I have four things that will help you to deal with this challenge of not, not laying hold of Jesus' peace. And the first is, first of all, first of all, humble yourselves, according to 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, that's our last verse for today, so turn to it. You might be very familiar with this verse. It's also contained in it... Uh, a very, very, very important promise verse in verse 7. So, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So the first thing is humble yourselves. In other words, submit Say, yes, God, this is from you. Yes, Father, this is from you. And I, I, I believe I understand why. Forgive me for not trusting in you. Forgive me of whatever that sin may be that is separating me from you. Forgive me for not treating you as the kind and generous and loving and giving Heavenly Father that you really are. And then second, also in this passage, cast all your care upon him. Cast all your care. It's like taking them all and putting it in a, like one big bundle. And then tying it and then depositing it at his doorstep. But do it. Do it, you see. Uh, and that means when you do it, you don't think about it anymore. If you know what I mean. You don't dwell on it. You dwell on the word. Dwell on the word instead. You'll, you'll profit more from that than dwelling upon problems. And I mean, really, when the next time this happens and all of a sudden, whoa, you know, something comes into your life and stops you from reading, stops you from praying, stops you from witnessing, stops you from worship, fellowship, doing all those things that we as Christians should do but want to do, well, this is what you do. Cast your care on Jesus. 
The Bible says he will sustain you. He will hold you up. He will. But do it. Like uh, Germany Kent um, says in Goodreads, that's one of my basic Bible resources, six ways to give your mind a break. First, stop stressing. <laughs> Easier said than done. Second, stop worrying. It almost sounds like the same. Three, give rest to the problems weighing you down. Give them rest. Give those people that are irritated by your lack of faith rest, too, while you're at it. And then four, lighten up. <laughs> forgive yourself. And lastly, forgive others. Six ways to give your mind and your heart a break. And then third, or four, third, begin to show God afresh how thankful you are for each and everything he does for you each and every day. Like that scripture I quoted to you from 1 Thessalonians 5. Let's look that up again. 1 Thessalonians 5. I want to see, it, see if, if, if I was correct in the reference and, and, and in the quoting of the scripture most of all. Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, there it is. What does it say? Let's read it together. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. There you go. So do you do that? And I mean, as soon as you get up, it's like your mind is filled with things. Immediately give thanks for everything that comes into your mind, including those problems, including those situations that you know you need to pray for. Just thank God that you have the ability to pray for these things and that people rely upon you to pray. I, I know that uh, people have asked me to pray for them because they believe I have a connection with God. Huh. <laughs> How about you? Have you ever had anyone come up to you and, and say, you know, I, I'd like you to pray because I, I believe you have a connection with God. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up personal because I, it, it's going to distract you, but uh, I've had that happen uh, time and time again, especially uh, uh, out there, <laughs> especially uh, overseas. I've had uh, uh, occasions like that in which people will come to me, and especially people that are not Christians. Remember to give thanks for each and everything that he does for each and every day of your life. And you will be delightfully surprised at what the Lord your God will do. Because he says, And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And brothers and sisters, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. It's above rocket science. That's, that's the reason why I say that. It's above rocket science. And fourth and lastly, I want you to pick out what the theme is of this hymn I'm going to read to you. I'm not going to sing it to you. I'm going to spare you, okay? But I'm going to read it to you, and I want you to pick out what you think the fourth lesson is that's going to help you in overcoming anxiety. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord, our God, hath done. 
Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings. Money cannot buy your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. And then lastly, so amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count. Oh, I have to say it. I'm sorry. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God hath done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. Amen. Next time, and the God of peace, God himself, shall we pray. Father in heaven, help us to imbibe the truth, precepts, principles, and the practices of godly living, of faith-based living, that we may show ourselves to indeed be of the one true and only faith of our Lord Jesus Christ and give glory to you and benefit ourselves and also be a blessing to others as we walk for the King. Help us.